This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. We interrupt regular programming to bring you this special Christmas bulletin. Love him or hate him, every year like clockwork, the jolly red-suited resident of the North Pole flies around the world giving presents to those who've been nice. The lovable Arctic recluse has been a harbinger of the holidays for centuries. I am, of course, referring to Santa Claus. For most of the year, Santa can be found managing his manufacturing operation, churning out toys 24-7, 365. When he's not chillin' in the Great White North, he enjoys hanging around shopping malls, where he both mystifies and terrifies kids from 1 to 92. The thing with Santa is, if you've been good all year, you have nothing to worry about. But if you've done something naughty, it's game over. Unless you've been wishing all year for a fun chunk of coal in the stocking, you'd better be good, for goodness sake. Keep in mind that from his frosty base of operations, he's constantly gathering intelligence on everyone, data he uses to either make or break your holiday wish list. But what if the lens was reversed, and it was old Saint Nick being judged for his conduct? What would that look like? Let's assume that Santa's operating under the same laws that would prohibit the rest of us from engaging in, I I don't know, home invasion? According to his file, Santa's M.O. is to enter through the chimney while everyone inside the residence is asleep. Every year, he's the prime suspect in billions of residential break-ins. While inside, it's not uncommon for him to steal milk and various pastries. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Santa would most likely face charges for animal abuse once blood tests were completed on his doped-up team of high-flying reindeer. You think they can reach those speeds naturally? Also, if authorities ever got a hold of his accounting records, assuming Santa keeps records, there would no doubt be indictments laid for years of tax evasion. Prosecutors would argue that he was stashing his money somewhere in the North Pole. If he somehow escaped tax evasion charges, Mr. Claus would certainly be busted by alert customs officials when he tried smuggling in whatever toys and goodies were in his sleigh. Nice try, buddy. And then there's the complete disregard for international airspace. A disaster waiting to happen. Earlier today, an unidentifiable blip appeared on the radar scopes at five major U.S. Air Force installations located in the northern United States. Our last report indicated that the object was moving at a high speed and was following a southerly course across Canada. The object, which was detected earlier today, appeared as one long series of dots, all of which seemed to be flying in some sort of formation. At the present time, we're not really sure if this is one object or ten separate objects. Shortly after the objects were detected, fighter interceptors were sent from nearby bases to investigate the radar sightings. At the present time, we have received no confirmation of visual contact by any of the Air Force interceptors. Hold on a minute. I think we're about to receive some word from those aircraft. Do you have radar contact with the objects? Roger. 
miles northwest of my position, proceeding to establish visual contact. Maintain radio contact and notify of visual sighting. I have established visual contact. I see what appears to be a bright red light. Closing for a closer look. You said a bright red light? Roger. I'm getting close enough to make out what appears to be. Please continue your transmission. Please continue your transmission. Please continue your transmission. Then there are the labor laws to consider. Does his vertically challenged workforce get a comprehensive benefits package? Do they take their scheduled breaks as mandated by the Employees' Rights Act? They're calling this the work stoppage movement, where as you can see right behind me, they are fighting here and they are really wanting increased year-round health care benefits. The problem comes around... It's clear that Santa would last about five seconds if he had to comply with actual laws and would ultimately end up either behind bars or shot down by national air defense. Yet, for some reason, every year, Santa heads south to tempt fate. Here are a few times when Santa Claus fought the law, and the law won. My name is Eric Crosby. Welcome to this episode of True. The first SantaCon was inspired by a Danish performance group who, in 1974, stormed a Copenhagen department store to protest the growing commercialism of Christmas. Dozens of the group's members, all of whom were dressed like Santa, grabbed items from the store shelves and gave them to shoppers as Christmas presents. The performers were arrested, and for a while, it looked like the stunt would go down as a one-time event. However, 20 years later, Residents of San Francisco hosted the first official SantaCon, which saw hundreds of people dressed as Santa gathered to enjoy the holiday cheer. The event has since spread to hundreds of cities around the world, with places like New York City playing host to tens of thousands of reveling Santas. It has also devolved over the years from street art to, in many cases, pure drunken chaos. SantaCon is essentially a day-long pub crawl organized in various cities where thousands of people can dress up as Santa and get hammered. Now, <laughs> however fun and whimsical it may sound, it isn't. It is not that. What can only be described as the surreal combination of Christmas and Fight Club, cities have reported an increase in disorderly conduct offenses, including violence, public urination, and vandalism all committed by partygoers dressed up like St. Nick. In 2017, at the SantaCon event in Hoboken, New Jersey, almost 60 Santas were sent to the hospital with various injuries, and 20 others were arrested. Two years later, at the 2019 event, Hoboken police received over 500 calls for Santa-related mischief. That is what SantaCon is. It's not a magical occasion. It's a terrifying combination of binge drinking, public urination, and trauma to small children that decades of therapy will never manage to reverse. But not every Santa at SantaCon is there to get drunk and fight their red-suited doppelganger. Some are there to cash in during the annual spectacle. On Saturday, December 13, 2014, 
a man walked through the front door of a bank near San Francisco's Union Square. He walked up to the teller station and passed a note demanding money. Although no weapon was visible, the robber indicated that he was armed. This scene would have been a typical bank robbery, had it not been for the fact that the man was dressed as Santa Claus. Witnesses described the man as between 40 and 50 years old, with a bushy white beard, wearing a red suit, red hat, black boots, and a black belt. In that costume, the man could have been anyone. An individual, approximately six feet tall, dressed up as Santa Claus. Took his little red sack and, and approached the, the teller line and, and started asking for money and, and putting it in the bag. A beard, the uh, suit, and a red bag. His shoes, so he had the whole outfit on. These are actually photos, surveillance photos, just released by the FBI San Francisco office. There you see the suspect wearing a Santa's outfit. We want to make it clear, this is not the real Santa Claus. This Santa is a con. Old St. Nick had on him a bag, which the tellers eagerly filled with an undisclosed amount of cash. The six-foot-tall imposter then quickly walked out of the bank and straight into a parade of Santa con partiers. Like a grain of sand on a beach, the Santa Claus bank robber disappeared into an ocean of red velvet. A bad Santa has robbed a bank in San Francisco, and it's how he got away that's making it so difficult to catch him. It's turned into a Where's Waldo game for police. A police spokesperson said at the time, quote, Any other day, Santa would have stood out. But that day, Santa was everywhere. The suspect has never been caught. And that is why the FBI and SFPD are working together to try and come up with some idea of how that guy disappeared into the crowd and who he may be. If you recognize his photo, you're asked to call one of those agencies. In 2018, the city of San Francisco denied SantaCon organizers the required permits to hold the event, citing concerns over safety. We can all thank Santa Claus for ruining that party. It's common knowledge that Santa travels in style. His packed sleigh is powered by eight high-performance reindeer, capable of hitting ludicrous speed without breaking a sweat. So it was curious to police in Brazil why Santa would need to steal a helicopter. Yet. That's exactly what happened on November 27, 2015, in the city of Sao Paulo. According to reports, a man dressed as Jolly Chris Kringle rented a helicopter from an air taxi service. He told the pilot that he was participating in a holiday event and had rented the helicopter to make a memorable entrance. But as they flew out of the city, Santa Claus told the pilot that he was hijacking the chopper and forced him to land. Moments later, the aircraft touched down in a small field, and they waited. It wasn't long before someone showed up, but the pilot, most likely hoping to be rescued, was quickly disappointed. That someone turned out to be Santa's little criminal helper. The pair forced the pilot out of the aircraft and tied him up. Santa's accomplice then climbed into the pilot's seat, started the engine, and the two lifted off. The stunned pilot watched as Father Christmas flew away in the stolen helicopter. It took him a while, but the pilot eventually freed himself and was able to report the incident, although nothing would ever come of it. Authorities are still looking for jolly old Santa, his elf, 
and the Robinson Model 44 helicopter they appropriated. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. For many people, Christmas is a stressful time of year. Busy shopping malls, busy parking lots, busy grocery stores. It's enough to make you want to hop a plane to anywhere else. But 57-year-old Randy Lang had an idea that he was convinced would solve the problem. On the afternoon of January 12, 2015, the California man headed over to a sports bar in the town of Seaside, carrying a large duffel bag and a backpack. Once there, he had a couple of beers, walked around the bar, and then made a shocking announcement. He told patrons and staff that he was, in fact, Santa Claus. He said that he had brought a Christmas present for all of them. The bizarre scene became even stranger when the man reached into the duffel bag and pulled out more than two pounds of marijuana. Witnesses said that he started wrapping packages of weed in bar napkins and giving them out. Employees were given a hefty supply when the stone Santa filled their tip jar. Unfortunately, though, it would be another three years before California passed its recreational marijuana laws. But even if it had been legal for Santa to toke up, it would not have been legal for him to pass it out like candy. So, in 2015, in a Buffalo Wild Wings in Seaside, California, Santa Claus was doing his best to get everyone high. His new charity, though, didn't last long. It was just after 4 p.m. when Randy Lang was taken into custody and charged with supplying marijuana. And right now at 11, the sheriff's office has placed this Santa on the naughty list. They report that he was caught with a large amount of marijuana. Apparently, some customers weren't so happy with their herbal Christmas gift and called the police. According to one of the arresting officers, the well-intentioned Santa Claus stated that he simply enjoyed giving away weed. The officer went on to say, quote, I have never experienced anything like this. On Christmas Eve 2015, a man drove into the town of Stettler, Alberta, Canada. He was driving a large Hummer SUV and was dressed from head to toe as Father Christmas. The man drove to the local jewelry store and parked the huge vehicle in front. The normally quiet Canadian town, with a population of around 6,000, typically didn't see a lot of Hummers, especially one driven by Santa, so the sight was downright curious. However, things went from interesting to terrifying when the man entered the jewelry store and took out a handgun. After filling a bag with valuable gems and precious metals, Santa took off in the massive vehicle, only to abandon it a short time later and get into another getaway vehicle. 
Surveillance cameras captured the wild incident, providing authorities with a few clues to go on. It took the RCMP nine months to track down Old Saint Jewelry Thief, and in September 2017, a 35-year-old man was arrested and charged with numerous offenses. Diamonds are clearly not Santa's best friend. Let's not forget to acknowledge Santa's real ambition, to become a crime-fighting superhero. Like most costume crime fighters, Santa is out there for justice, not fame. But his striking red outfit is hard to miss. Here are a few times Santa has been caught being a badass. In what could be a weird addition to the Godfather movies, Santa Claus has been known to take down members of the Mafia. The Italian town of Catania was home to a mafia clan who were known to extort money from local businesses. One store owner reported that he had paid nearly $300 a month every month for over a decade. The racket was a big moneymaker for the mob, and they weren't going to give it up easily. The business owners needed help if they were going to win this fight. Italian authorities began an investigation which included tracking the activities of several members of the Mafia. Their three-week-long investigation turned up enough evidence to start making arrests. So, on December 23, 2010, when a mafioso exited a store after making a collection, Santa was in the parking lot, waiting for him. The undercover officer was in a full Santa suit when he slapped the Christmas cuffs on the 37-year-old mobster. It was reported that just after the arrest, the shop owner walked up to Santa and gave him a huge hug. And that's why Santa Claus does it. In another exciting story of Santa saving the day, in December 2016, a drug den in Peru was raided by a team of anti-drug officers, all wearing Santa costumes. The Peruvian tactical squad thought the festive look would add to the element of surprise, and from the video footage of the raid, their plan worked perfectly. It wasn't quite the kind of visit from Santa the suspected drug traffickers in Peru were expecting. The Santas in this case are armed anti-drug squad officers. Police say they discovered more than 4,500 cocaine paste wrappings in three houses. The officer in charge of the raid says the use of disguises in such operations helps boost the element of... As they're being escorted out of the house by the team of Santa Clauses, the four men arrested have an expression of absolute disbelief on their faces. Of course, it could have also been the drugs they were on. Police described the house as a narcotics distribution center used to supply criminal gangs operating in Peru's capital, Lima. Thanks to Santa's ongoing tactical training, there are fewer drugs out on the streets. In December 2017, Santa was on holiday patrol in downtown Paris. He was riding around on a red high-performance motorcycle, spreading Christmas cheer. 
But jolly tidings turned into panic and horror in the blink of an eye. As Santa was turning down a street, a nearby motorist drove through a red light straight into the crosswalk where a pedestrian was struck. Santa was wearing a camera and caught the dramatic scene as it unfolded. As the pedestrian lay in the middle of the crosswalk, the car jolts forward and attempted to drive off. I say attempt because the next thing you know, Santa has driven in front of the car, preventing it from leaving the scene. He gets off his bike to confront the offender, but a moment later, the small black car reverses a few feet and then drives around the obstacle. But Santa was having none of that. Back on his red superbike, he caught up to the small hatchback with ease. But the driver refused to stop. As the hit-and-run driver continued to dodge traffic, narrowly avoiding pedestrians, other drivers joined the pursuit, trying to box the car in. Nothing was working. But as luck would have it, Santa noticed two police officers, also on motorcycles, and alerted them to the situation. Moments later, with sirens blaring, the officers were able to stop the car. The chase was over. The driver was arrested, and fortunately, the pedestrian who was hit sustained only minor injuries. Once again, Santa was at the right place at the right time, and it was all caught on video. Nice one, Santa. Parents, if you have little ones that love Santa, you might want to cover their ears. A volunteer Santa Claus has been arrested after police allegedly found a crack pipe in his car. Aside from the crack pipe, police say that a search of the vehicle also revealed empty bags of crack, heroin, and a hypodermic needle. So far, it is unclear... A drunk Santa Claus prompts a mom to call 911 after he stumbles into her yard, apparently looking for his reindeer. A local man who works as a mall Santa is banned from playing Saint Nick after being arrested on disturbing charges. A Philadelphia man who referred to himself as, quote, Dirty old Santa is facing charges tonight. He may have dressed like Santa, but police say he was not at all jolly. He was accused of stabbing someone on Christmas Eve while he was dressed as Santa. True is a production of Imperative Entertainment. This episode of True was researched and written by me. The executive producer is Jason Hoke of Imperative Entertainment. Cover art and design was created by Jenna Sullivan. True was created and is produced by me. Comments? Questions? Get a hold of us at podcasts at imperativeentertainment.com. A huge thanks for listening. 
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market. Rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.